Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, boys and girls. It's time for the Coffin Joe cast. The only show where playing your didgeridoo is not only encouraged, it's expected. So crack open another BB and throw some shrimp on the Barbie. Welcome to Australia! It's sexy time. G'day, and welcome to the Coffin Joe cast. I am Killer Wilbur. And I'm Joel. And joining us from the Bad Parenting Podcast and the creator of the Podcast Collective, we've got Justin. Hey, what's up, guys? G'day, Justin. Nice to have you back aboard the Coffin Joe cast. Nice to be back. Yes. <laughs> So, as we were just talking before the show, you've, um, you're at the new house right now. Currently, I am at the new house, yes. It's, uh, we are cleaning and, and uh, disinfecting and deodorizing and painting and all the fun stuff that you do before you move, if you get lucky enough to do it. Yes. So, so it's been an epic yeah, journey, I'm, epic journey to get to there. <laughs> as if you listened to the Bad Parenting <laughs> Podcast, you would have heard, but yes. God damn it, mate. I, I I feel sorry for you, but it's so good to hear that you've finally got it and got into a house. Yeah, and you know, and it, it, we got it. Everything's good. We've uh, signed the paperwork. We officially is recorded with closed with the county on Monday. Um, but it was one last good swift kick in the nuts. My, uh, my lender screwed up, and a bunch of these credits they said I was supposed to get... Um, in order to drop my uh, down payment a little bit, they uh, I don't actually get them, so I was like seven hundred dollars short of my down payment. Aww. So they called me. Yeah, so they called me up on uh, they called me up on uh, Friday evening. They're like, "Yeah, you guys are uh, short in your down payment." I'm like, "I'm looking at my paperwork." I'm like, "No, right here it says I have this. I had to pay this much, and that's what I paid." I took the rest of that money that um, I had supposedly thought I was supposed to save and spent it on moving costs and whatnot. They're like, "Oh, well, we made a clerical error." I'm like, "Well, then I think you guys should pay for it." <laughs> and uh, <laughs> But yeah. of course, there's all these little legal bylaws and whatnot, so they can't. So I've got a, I had to scramble over the weekend to transfer some funds around and do this and do that and bank borrow and steal a little bit and a lot of it taken care of by Monday. But it was like, really, can't like one part of this fucking process go smoothly? <laughs> oh, well, that's, How much did you get for your kidney? I was going to say right? that. <laughs> I was going to say that sweet podcasting money you earn. You know, just take some of that <laughs> podcasting money you make. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> I think if I if I did do the podcast, I probably would have had the you know a little more money and been good to go. So, but no, it's good. I mean, I'm trying not to, I'm trying not to be too negative about it. I was pretty pissed off on Friday, but ultimately we have the house. It's ours. I'm sitting in it right now, so I'm trying to be a glasses you know half full instead of a glasses half empty kind of guy. But I need to go like to the gym and. and Wail on a speed bag or something after this is all said and done because fuck, it's been a process. Yeah. Well, don't think of it as half empty or half full. Just think of it that you can always refill it. <laughs> this is fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> so, so it, it will be full yeah. again, sir. I agree. Right now, hopefully, hopefully that's true because if the class represents my savings account, it is definitely empty right now. 
<laughs> and and think of it as uh, as content for your podcast too, as well. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. everything that's been going oh, on. Oh yeah, most definitely. <laughs> gives you good content for the show. Yeah, yeah. In fact, the one and only episode that we scrapped and will never see the light of day is directly due to all the saga that uh, was going on with this whole process. And it got Jody and I into a big fight while we were trying to record one night. And, we ended up skipping that week because it was just, it, it didn't need to be published. I mean, I still have the files and whatnot, but I haven't stitched it together. It'll never actually get put in the feed, but I have it there for my own personal history just in case I want to know where I was at at that point in time. Yeah, well, yeah, you can keep that for memories. Memories. <laughs> I think all of us have an episode, maybe not with that kind of content, but we've all got at least one episode or two floating around out there that we'll never see the light of day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that time like I write it fast. No, so well. Anyway, one of the main reasons we got you on is because we want to talk about the podcast collective. So, oh, that that little thing, huh? Yeah, that little thing you put together <laughs> and you've done a great job with. I mean, you've got more shows coming. Size uh, matter. I I appreciate uh, hearing that from you guys. Yeah, it. Uh, um, basically, what it comes down to is I have been. There's a couple of local podcasts that I'm hooked up with here in Portland, and we had been tossing around the idea of doing a network. And we were going to originally do it more of a local type setup, um, and we had had a couple meetings about it. Things were going, but you can never get everybody on the same page at the same place at the same time. Everybody wanted to do something a little bit different, and it became this huge nightmarish thing where we couldn't get anybody to agree on anything. So I decided to, you know, one day I just happened to look up to see if. Uh, domain name podcast collective was available and i purchased it and i sat on it for probably i don't know nine months um and just decided well if i don't pull the trigger now i'm never it's never going to happen because these guys aren't doing anything with it so went ahead trying it got you guys on first and a few others and it's just blown up from there and i'm actually i'm floored at how many people have wanted to join join on and sign up and are wanting to be part of it so it's been pretty been pretty awesome to hear that yeah well we promote it we make sure we uh let everyone know about it every week but yeah it's, mm-hmm. it's great to be a part of a network i mean we're just i think we're the smallest show on there but that's just my um natural like i'm a nobody sort of thinking but <laughs> but yeah so yes so. well and i've even yeah. talked to some other people that are either in the process of starting or have a podcast that haven't really gotten too far with it yet that are interested so awesome. you know things yeah, are going to keep really- moving it sounds like yeah, this, that's it, awesome. Yeah, that's coming from Sorry, the that's coming from the guy. It's got three shows on the network. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. I'm like, I, I, I'm almost I, like, <laughs> I've got to. I'm like, I'm the creator of this damn thing. I need to fire up a few more shows just to catch up with him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, uh, but no, it's uh, no, it's been it's been good. I'm I'm glad to hear you got some of the people who are wanting to possibly sign up, and you know, I I've been I've been sold. Contrary to popular belief, for how many shows we have on there, I've actually been fairly selective about who who I bring on because I really I, I don't care about like what the show is about or what what the content of the show is or what the people are talking about. It's just whether or not it's it's something that um, I think people can enjoy. Um, and you know, like the, the, for example, uh, Mint and Boxcast joined up fairly recently. Those guys are some diehard nerds when it comes to Funko Pops. Mm-hmm. And well, I'm not that big i'm not really that deep into the whole funko pop collecting and all that stuff it's still an enjoyable podcast they're still a good group of people um they're fun to listen to so 
you know, I, I don't have any, it's, it's like, I, I've noticed that some networks in the past, not any ones that we're closely associated with or we know of um, in our little, like, not, basically I want to say I'm not calling out like mediocre or anything like that, but I've noticed other networks where it seems to be almost like, you know, the, the boys club kind of a thing where only certain shows that are of a certain type of content, et cetera, et cetera, get featured. And that's not what I want this to be about. I want this to be about uh, people who like the podcast, who enjoy it, who love it, just being able to support each other um, and just, you know, cross, cross promote, hopefully grow our audiences a little bit. And then as we go on down the road, I want to toss in like some YouTube content with technical uh, <laughs> stuff, like how to, you know, do a mix minus setup for Skype podcasts or stuff like that. So yeah. I've got a lot of plans for it, just not a lot of time. Yeah, well, just you get settled in your house first, mate. Get all that sorted. <laughs> <laughs> I feel I actually feel kind of bad because this is this this whole house thing's taking a lot of time away from other stuff. Um, I almost had forgotten about tonight, and then all of a sudden, about two o'clock this afternoon, I'm like, oh crap, I got to remember to do that. And then Jody had to run to the store real quick, and so that delayed us by a few minutes. But you no. know, it's. It's just been, life's been pretty damn busy yeah. lately. I don't know what day it is, what time it is, whether I'm going up or down or sideways or what's going on. Well, I can tell you what day it is, but it, it's not the same day. It's Sunday, but no, I, it's Saturday. Yeah, see, that, would already, that would just screw me up. <laughs> it's the 23rd of December. I hope you're ready for Christmas. Oh. <laughs> damn, forgot the Christmas that's present. The, that's, I was say, that's normally the day I go shopping for Christmas anyway, so it's fine. <laughs> But yeah, with the podcast collective, you've got one great guy aboard, Izzy Rock. He's a podcast bloody legend. Like he ran his own little um, podcast. uh, uh, What was it? Con? I'd call it a con. You know? Oh yeah, the Dayton podcast. Yeah. So. Yeah. You definitely got people aboard that are a pretty podcaster. uh, Podcasters. (laughs) I don't know what other word I could use. So yeah. No, but like. I'm I'm very happy with the group of people we got there, and everybody has their own unique talents and whatnot, and it brings their own unique things to the table, and that's part of the reason why I wanted to uh, to start it. And for example, um, the internet with Scott the Cool Boy. Scott is a, just a, a, an insanely talented musician. Um, the stuff that he does with the recording setup and a, and a multi-track recorder and what, whatnot, and a couple of you know acoustical instruments is just crazy, and so. I reached out to him, and he's going to be working on a new intro for us. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm more of kind of the technical back-end kind of guy when it comes to websites and all that. So I've been, you know, I've helped out 41 on 14 when they had that big crash a little while back with their uh, server going down or whatever it was. And that's kind of the whole point of this thing is for us all to be able to help each other out. And each of us use our own unique talents. You know, at some point, I'm going to need a coffin, so Killer, we got you there. Yeah, well, I was uh, going to say, <laughs> my, my talent is my voice. That's it. Yeah, yeah. He gets the girls wet, you know. Mm-hmm. And your body. Mm-hmm. Built for sin. <laughs> yeah, I saw that picture. Which one? <laughs> <laughs> the, the low uh, I think you fruit. know which one. He was pretty nuts. Low hanging fruit, baby. Uh-huh. Yeah. Couldn't I used to think you were crazy, but now I see you're nuts. <laughs> <laughs> you started start calling it. you testicles. What? Yeah, Justin started by... Send a link to that website. So, anyway. so uh, how long did it take you to get the missus uh, back on board with you after that? Uh, not long, but she wasn't happy. She goes, what? And she just goes, typical men. You and you. Yeah. She got the joke in the end, but I was like, yeah, she wasn't too bad about it. But it was like, oh, 
yeah, but you dared me to send it to her. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. It wasn't I'm... a very hardcore dare. It wasn't like we. I was gonna say, yeah, we didn't even get. Yeah, well, we didn't even get above double dog dare. So it, you, you kind of doesn't came pretty quick. Doesn't take much for me. <laughs> I mean, you like, oh, you man. Know, I'll be out in the bush and you go jump on that kangaroo. Yep, no worries, mate. Tackle that. <laughs> I can die now, though, saying I've seen everything. <laughs> uh, You're truly seeing the Australian outback. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, yep. no, you've truly seen the down under. <laughs> that too. You have seen your blue on onions. Uh-huh. There's got to be a joke about a wallaby in there somewhere. <laughs> I don't know. Man. Uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. That was a... Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> All right. Oh, boy. Before we go any further, let's get on to some voicemails and uh, emails, Joel. Um, if you want to contact us... Call 661 434 5956 661 434 KWJO or coffinjocast at gmail.com. Or as Justin always says on each podcast, use your voice recording app on your phone and email us, which we might have something similar to that, but we have an email there, don't we, Joel? Have you got it? We do. I do. Uh, this comes from uh, Brian, aka Tommy the Duck. He sends us a question. So, are Australians running around now with fake American accents saying, an alligator ate my baby? An alligator <laughs> ate my baby. <laughs> oh, I shouldn't laugh. But... <laughs> I've been practicing that all Sorry. morning, and I still ain't got it right. An alligator ate my baby. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? I don't know. I've, I've tried it. Bear? Yeah, I'm trying. I've been trying all morning. <laughs> I've literally been practicing that all morning. <laughs> now I get to read my people. baby. Uh, Keep practicing. I cannot speak in an American accent. I, see, I I immediately went to an Australian attempt. <laughs> now I get to read my baby. <laughs> I don't know what that is. I don't know either. An alligator ate my baby. I'm just gonna stick to my freaking normal accent. I think. Sounds like Honey Boo Boo's mom or something. I don't know what that was. Honey Boo Boo. <laughs> and her um, special juice. Her her go juice. Go, Wait, go go juice. Whatever. And, <laughs> we're, we're, and at, here we go. It's coffin check us going off track. Can you yeah. can you say it with like a like a southern twang? Like an alligator ate my baby. An alligator ate my baby. <laughs> he sounds like <laughs> a speaking spell that's low on batteries or something. Right, yeah. An alligator eat my baby. It's like the uh, better the, the, the speaking spell that goes to the special class. <laughs> All right. All right. Speak, uh, speaking of accents, <laughs> we have a, a voicemail yes. here from... Let me go back. I got to read the. Uh, we s- supposedly got his name wrong last week. It's Fuck Duck Mallard to Electric Boogaloo. Get it right or I'll sick Mick Taylor on you. Okay. Come to my country. Yeah, I'm to my country. All right, let's hear what that person said. G'day, mate. Killer Wilbur here. And today's segment is called sexy things to say with an Australian accent. Drop bears. 
Bloomin' onion. Didgeridoo. Wow. Foster's. Australian for queer. VB. Travis LSU. Reverse Wilbur. Tommy the Duck. Honey. <coughs> interesting that's all i gotta say i haven't heard reverse wilbur in a while yeah the reverse wilbur well the reverse wilbur is someone trying to do my accent back from the old days of uh undercover unitards oh yeah that's so that's a way back yes and they uh started to say the name that shall not be mentioned yeah and they coughed and spluttered and yeah that's what you got to do when you say that name I'm shivering right now. Oh. <laughs> bad thoughts. Bad thoughts. Uh, so, thank now, you. we don't still officially know who Fuck Tuck Mallard 2 Electric Boogaloo is, but we have our assumptions. Yes. And nice song. Taking my old moniker. Mm, yes. And nice song in the background. All right. We come from a land down under. Now, see, that was a pretty good American accent. No. Yeah, that that actually wasn't half bad. (laughs) You come from a land down under. Yeah, where people throw up and chunder. I don't think that's a What? I don't know. I shouldn't have the song. So, you come to my country. Yeah, come to my country. And an alligator ate my baby. An alligator ate my baby. A dingo ate my baby. I gotta, I gotta backtrack for a second, and I'm not really going backtracking like through the show. I'm like backtracking before the show. Mm-hmm. Looks like you were at a certain game yesterday. A game? Or maybe it was. You went to a game. What sort of game? Uh, a little bit of uh, the old toss the thing around and <laughs> make baskets. Make baskets? Uh, yes, I went I, to. I thought it was a wicket. <laughs> no, no, no! Don't bring that I up. I don't have any aspirations. We don't. We don't have enough time <laughs> to explain. Where, where, the, where are the ma- where were the maidens at? The maidens, they're on the sideline. <laughs> All right. To explain what a maiden is, a maiden over is when you bowl, and no one scores a run in that six ball over. So a maiden, no one scores. All right. That's one lesson for you at forty go fourteen. Yes, I went to the football last night. First game I've gone to see live this year. The Bulldogs. Go the Bulldogs. Yeah, and I nearly got frostbite. It was fucking cold. It you was, looked cold. I was fucking freezing, mate. Seriously. What, what was the temperature? All right, hang on. Let me get my notes. I've already written down some temperatures and converted them. Oh, yes. I was about to get my converter out. All right. It was about 42 Fahrenheit. Six degrees centigrade. Just for a conversion. That's pretty cool. Yes, well... Well, zero degrees centigrade is 32 degrees Fahrenheit. Three degrees centigrade is 37 Fahrenheit. It was about six degrees last night, 42. I was fucking... Wow. Oh, goddamn cold. So, this is the first game me and Donna have gone and seen because uh, Donna bought us a membership package and um, just the, the three-game membership package. So it's the first game we went to. And we are playing the Brisbane Bron- Broncos. 
who were in the grand final last year. And guess what? We smashed them. We won 40 to 14. Yes, good doggies. <laughs> ha, 40 on 14. Nice. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so it was meant to be. So we, we, we got good seats. We were right on the um the, the fence. Um, we're at the, the try line in at the end of the field. So, yeah, we were right on the fence and, uh, yeah, it was a great game, but the problem is it was damn cold. Uh, a problem when you sit on a try line end, if they're playing up the other side of the field, you can't see the game unless you look at the screens. So a lot of the game I couldn't watch too much of. But my problem with the game is um, buying fucking food. Uh, oh, it's so damn expensive, those things. Uh, yeah. Oh, I hate it. I went and I went and got some chips, french fries for you American friends. Uh, they were like $6.50 for a little bucket of chips. How much were the babies? The babies? Well, I ate the baby. But, yeah. <laughs> right. So, no, yeah, I, I went and got some food, and it's like, it cost me uh, just under 12 bucks for two buckets of chips. And I'm like, fuck. And then I, I've come up, and I've come down the wrong aisle to get back in. As I turn around, I drop one of the bucket of chips. Oh, shit. Oh, shit, yeah, because my hands are like, I've got arthritic hands and I'm cold and, yeah, so one bucket of chips went to the ground. So there's six bucks. I was pissed off. I was not happy. So I walked back up the bloody aisle and found Donna and, here's your chips. Where's yours? On the ground over in the other aisle. (laughs) Uh, But, yeah, like you pay $9 for a hot dog. Just a basic yeah. hot dog. Yeah, twelve dollars for a burger. I'm like, yeah, I ain't paying that. Sorry, no. Holy crap. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, it's like a when my when my daughter was doing cheerleading, they'd have some of the competitions at one of the sports centers around here, um, and they would, would not allow you to bring um, external food or drink in unless it was water. Uh, so they were forcing you to to purchase from the concession stands, and all they were selling were like those. Uh, those uh, cheese sauce nachos with their crappy tortilla chips for like, you know, $8. And then, the, like he said, the $9 hot dog and whatnot. And I just was looking at the people. I'm like, you know, you guys have an athletic competition going on here. You're not letting us bring in external food, but this goes through lunch hour. And you're wanting us to feed these kids this crap when they're, you know, working their bodies and whatnot. I said, that's kind of bullshit. I mean, I, I get you guys have to make your money somehow, but. But at the same time, do it off the sporting events, not off these kids that are out here actually working and they need good energy and all you're going to do is throw these fucking, you know, bar-ass hot dogs down their throats that you're making like 5,000% profit on. Yeah, I know. Well, I've, okay. I've heard that before because I listen to your podcast. But yeah, it's, <laughs> <laughs> but it's a joke. I mean, you pay enough to get into the, the venue. I mean, we got a uh-huh. nice deal for a membership, but yeah, you we pay to get... Well, we caught a bus there, but, you know, you you pay to get in. And, like, Donna bought a bottle of Coke, a 600-mil bottle of Coke, and that was fucking $6. It's like, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Well, there's a uh, there's a baseball um, uh, park up in Seattle, uh, in the Seattle-Tacoma area, and they each have, uh, they have two sizes of beers you can buy. It's like, a, I think the small is like seven fifty, and the large is like the 10 or $11 range. And somebody went and looked at them, and and they found out that by they took the uh, an em- a small cup that was empty, and they poured the large into it after a fresh pour, 
and the large cup fit the the exact amount of beer into the small cup. All it was is they changed the dimensions of the cup to make it look bigger. Mm. So you're getting the same amount of beer. It looks like you're getting more, and they're charging like $4 more for it. Yeah, well, I didn't even have a drink last night at the game because, one, they sell mid-strength uh, beer, and I'm like, I'm not paying like eight bucks for a mid-strength beer. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I usually just get a, a like a a wine, but I didn't even have a drink at all last night. I had a couple before I went there, you know, pre-gamed. But no, I wasn't paying the money for what they charge, you know. Especially, you know, you go get a beer, you want full strength beer, Australian style full strength, not your American style, right? Because uh, what yeah, they, yeah, what they sell is pretty much American beer, mid strength, three point five percent. But yeah. I, did, I didn't have a drink. I thought we'd just have, you know, get some food while we're there. And I spent like 12 bucks. And I have to admit, I stole a hot dog. <laughs> yeah, I did. Is that a euphemism? No, I did. I put a hot dog in my how, pocket. How do you steal a hot dog from one of those concession stands? Uh, they, it's like you I walk. Know. Well, they have the cash register at the front, and you just walk in and grab your food and go to the cash register. So I grabbed the two buckets of chips, saw the hot dog. No one's looking, I stuck a hot dog in my pocket. Yeah, fuck you, you want to charge me this much? I'm stealing your fucking hot dog, cunt. Oop, I don't like using that word. <laughs> no, yeah, got my hot dog for free. Which made me happy after me dropping the bucket of chips. So, no so that's, kidding, like a, that's, a new, that's a new song there, huh? Money for nothing, your hot dogs were free. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no, actually, and they were good hot dogs too they had the proper frank in it you know the, not the cheap ass ones so I was pretty happy with myself with that but I was wondering if I was going to admit that on this podcast but I just did so there we go it's I on. don't think anybody's going to be mad at you well it's on it's, it's recorded now they might come and uh, harass me yeah, yeah they're like we want a hot dog that's the, that'll be twelve fifty, so, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Concession police. But yeah, it's unbelievable the prices they charge you at these these joints. Yeah. So. So, uh, well, it's kind of like when you're flying and traveling, and you have to buy food at the airport. That's oh yeah. You're paying like six fifty for a bag of trail mix. It's like you're normally two dollars at the convenience store, and yeah, uh, yeah the airports are a nightmare. Thank, yeah, thank God I don't fly that much. You probably fly a lot more because of your job, but yeah. Uh, unfortunately, I do. I, I try to drive whenever possible, but every once in a while, I have to get on those damn planes. And I, I've said it before on your show, I think, as well as my show. I don't mind the flying; it's the damn security checkpoints we have here in the state. They're just oh, yeah. a bunch of bogus bullshit. Yeah, they're not that bad here. You you get through them pretty quick, and it's it's not too hard. Just got to make sure you pull your laptop out of your backpack and. You know, everything else is pretty simple. Well, yeah, the, uh, the you know the, the actual security scan itself really not that hard. It's all the idiots that seem to be the first time flyers that like, well, I didn't know I couldn't bring this, or I didn't know I couldn't do that. It's like we have the fucking internet, this thing called Google. You go to it, you can figure out what the TSA does and does not allow you to bring on the airplane, and then you can follow those rules and just not bring the shit you're not supposed to, and save all of us a lot of fucking time. But yeah. I'm pretty sure there's, like, there's signs, too, at the airport. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And they have, at least all the airports that I've been to, they have at least one agent that's kind of walking around talking to everybody saying, hey, 
You know, you cannot have liquids over this size. You can't do this. Make sure your laptops are pulled out. Don't do this. Don't do that. And you still get people to get to the line that are like, oh, I didn't know I had to pull my laptop out. Like, where have you been for the last 45 fucking minutes? Been standing here. You had a captive audience. It's not like you could go anywhere. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you should have been listening. But... You've just saying. Wait, wait, wait. So I can't bring my box cutter and a thermos of gasoline. Right. Nah, unless you're a terrorist. Fuck. And we're on a watch now, list. Now, now, the thermos of gasoline, if you keep it under, I think, like, six ounces or something like that, it's possible you can get it through there. But <laughs> How else am I going to power my weed whacker? <laughs> <laughs> right? I got some manscaping to do, goddammit. <laughs> but, but that's like... um. Here, uh, when we went away at Christmas, um, they say you can't pack batteries into your um, your check luggage. So right. I made sure I didn't have it. And we're, we're at the um, the airport at Thunderberg uh, leaving, and they took the bag in, and they must scan it so they know, and then they brought it out to this woman, and they've gone, you've got batteries in there. She goes, hmm? And she was of a, a different culture than us. An Asian style sort of person, and she couldn't comprehend the woman at the counter telling her, "You have batteries in your bag. You have to go through your bag right mm-hmm. now and find the batteries. We cannot allow this bag on the plane when you have batteries in your checked-in luggage." Huh? huh? And this is why we're checking in. And she was standing there longer than it took us to check, you know, check into the plane, and still didn't get the point to go through your bag, find the batteries, just take them out. That's all we're asking. Just get the batteries out of those mm-hmm. bags. So. I mean, I, mean I, I will admit that uh, the, the, while the security policies and the things aren't that hard to do, I still think the entire thing's a fucking joke because it, it hasn't done, it hasn't stopped one attack. In fact, they've, you know, plenty of people have gone through doing stupid shit and whatnot. And I've been on flights where I've seen people with quote unquote uh, banned items. And so they're not, they're not really doing their job. It's that false sense of security thing. And, that kind of shit bugs me. It's like, well, how much freedoms and whatnot are we willing to lose to make us feel safe when it's really not doing anything? Yeah. Well, that's the whole point. It's got to look good so we can put it on the news. Yeah. Look, we're safe. We're doing all this to protect ourselves. And it, it, it does nothing. Yeah. And I still can't bring a thermos of gasoline. Ah, oh, damn you. Damn you, America. Why can't I bring my... <laughs> anyway. But you can you can bring an arsenal of scissors. You can that happen. What a, can you take snakes? Snakes on a plane? Uh, I'm sick of all these fucking snakes on the plane. <laughs> That's talking. it. I'm scrapbooking on a plane the next time I go. That's what she was doing. No bullshit. This lady, I I, I had just watched a yeah. I was I got onto it. I was I don't remember where I was flying out of, but I was uh. Went through the security line. I watched a, uh, a a mother who had a newborn, probably maybe eight to ten. I mean, very young infant. It wasn't very old, you know, eight to ten weeks old. Um, and she was getting harassed for the amount of water she had on her because it was an ounce over the limit. Um, and it was because she was bringing the water in the bottles for the pre-mixed formula packets and whatnot, you know. Um, so this TSA agent's giving this chick the, re- the runaround, tears apart her entire diaper bag, goes through all this stuff. This kid's screaming because he's hungry. Uh, she just wants to feed him, and she can't because she's stuck in this damn line. And the entire time, this guy's like, "Now, ma'am, I, you know, this is for your safety. I need you to understand. I know it's an inconvenience, but this is so we can keep you guys safe, so nobody else blows any planes out of the sky." Blah blah blah. Um, and it, it extends. It should take like 15 minutes to go through all this stuff. 
And I'm just watching this, and I, of course, I, I dare not say anything because the last time I did step in and say something, I got the extra special treatment. So we get through the whole thing and keep on going, and then I get on the plane, and I'm waiting with the, with the infants on the plane with me, and as we're taking off, I happen to hear what sound, I swear it sounded like shears cutting paper. I'm like, what the hell is this? So I turn around and look, and Miss Lady Pole has this arsenal of scissors in front of her, all the different decorative styles that can cut different patterns and whatnot. Um, and she was um, part of a cheerleading squad team. She's like one of the cheer moms. And she literally was scrapbooking for the team on the plane. And so out of curiosity, I flagged the stewardess over. I said, ma'am, come here. And she came over. I said, so I watched you know, this lady up here get harassed for an extra ounce of water uh, for her infant. Um, and I know that scissors and sharp pointy objects are, are prohibited due to the policies you guys have. So can you explain to me why this chick behind me has like 32 pairs of scissors? And she's like, oh, she must have slipped through. I'm like, okay, well, thanks. I feel so much better about my safety now. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Damn. So, yeah, they don't, they don't, it's just a bunch of power hungry assholes that work at these fucking things and they don't give a shit. I mean, it's, they say it's for your safety, but it's, it doesn't, doesn't do a goddamn bit of good oh, except yeah. delay you. Just build a wall around the country. I think that's a solution. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, let's get the Oompa Loompa in office so we can do that. Sure, that's a, that's a good answer. America. Oh, let's not go down that road. <laughs> I'm stopping it right there. <laughs> I'm getting off this bus. <laughs> yeah, well, back in my thermos of gasoline somewhere I, else. I've told you to move to Australia, boys. Come down here. I'll protect you from all these dangerous animals. Don't you worry. This is less dangerous than what you're dealing with over there, I think. I, yeah, no, the one, I might agree. Sorry. The the one the one funny political comment I saw this week, and this is as far as I'll go with it, was uh, uh, the, the whole the whole the whole vote with the whole the, uh, UK or, or Great Britain backing out of the EU and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. Um, one of my buddies posted on Facebook. He's like, "All right, Texas, nut up or shut up." You know, Britain did it. Can you? Yeah. No, the the funniest so, part is bloody Trump's gone over to open a golf course up in Scotland and lands, mm-hmm. and then he says like, mm-hmm. "Yeah." Good on you for um, you know, leaving the EU, blah blah blah, and uh, actually Sco- like- Scotland actually <laughs> voted to stay in the EU. <laughs> yep. So, yeah, you know your shit, don't you? You're Donald? fired. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but, but that's causing a lot of trouble over there. They, they want to redo. I was watching the news this morning. There's a lot of people. We want to redo. We want to redo. Really. But they're, they're talking about... That's a, not how this... Works. Yeah, it doesn't work like that. But because uh, the UK, well, it's called the United Kingdom, there's a bunch of different territories. Like there's Scotland, there's... Um, well, there's England, which is where London is. And, and there's a Northern Ireland. Northern Ireland? I don't know. But yeah, a lot of the people that have voted to stay in the EU are looking about uh, leaving <laughs> the United Kingdom at the moment. So you might have um, them, you know, Going off on their own, and uh, poor old England on their own. So, oh, they need to lose a few pounds anyway. So, yeah, well, that was the other joke too. <laughs> they've <laughs> lost, they've lost a lot of pounds, mate. You, you start getting your, <laughs> you know, getting your pounds now. They used to be expensive, and they're pretty cheap right now. Anyway, I can't talk. I'm part of the, <laughs> the Commonwealth. Yeah. So, Oh well, boy! That's the other thing. You're gonna get another knock at your door. Yeah, well, that's what they brought up. It's been brought up. It's time for Australia to be their own republic. After all this, it's like, yeah, sure. 
we can't pl- compete in the Commonwealth Games if we do that. The only uh, games that we win. Because we go to Olympics, we come like 6th or 7th, but when we go to the Commonwealth Games, we're the number one. <laughs> yeah. So you've got to know where to go so you can win. Yeah, well, and there's no cricket in the Commonwealth Games. But... Oh, so nobody, understand. nobody understands that. But speaking of uh, sports and um, Australia versus England, England's just been down here and beat us in three games uh, in Rugby Union. So first time they've ever come down to Australian soil and beat us in a series. And speaking of Rugby Union, I hear your son plays Rugby Union there, Justin. He does. He um, he is currently the season's over. He's getting ready to do a summer camp with it. Um, but, yeah, we, we've got a league here in Oregon, and uh, they just opened up the local chapter out here in our community. Um, and he's uh, he played it and lo- absolutely loves it. He's actually really good at it. So, it's it's a unique combination that we finally found where it's a sport that he loves but can also play um, because <laughs> the other ones we've tried so far have not been as as successful. Yeah. So uh, his only point he ever made in basketball was for the wrong team. Um, <laughs> yeah, and it was it was it was the most perfect fuck up too. It was so hilarious. It was just one of those things that as a parent all you can do is sit back and laugh and then pat him on the back when it's all said and done. Say don't worry about it. You know, better luck next time, kind of a thing. Um, but no, in rugby, he's one of the bigger kids, so they use him pretty much to be the shit house that runs around, not, you know, yeah, he's a blocks forward. people and stops. Yeah, he's a forward. He's, yeah, exactly. So uh, and so now I'm just trying to learn all the different uh, terminology and whatnot that he's been using mm. when he's talking about the game, so yeah. I actually understand what he's talking about. Well, I I don't follow union; I follow league rugby league. Yeah, which you know it's similar game but different. But so yeah, so. He's union, yeah, good on him, but uh, get him into play in rugby league, mate, and then come down and play yeah, for, I, what's, for the Bulldogs. What's the difference between the two? Uh, well, oh, boy. Yes, cricket talk. <laughs> <laughs> um, when you get tackled in rugby league, you stop, and then the player who got tackled rolls the ball underneath their foot to a guy behind him, and they play on. In rugby union, you get tackled okay. and you have a scrummage. I think, as again, I'm oh, not okay. And do the you and should, then like ruck out or whatever. They call yeah, it ruck or, out. Yeah, same with like yeah. when the ball goes over the sideline. Um, they they stand in a row and the guy throws it in from the sideline. If the ball goes out in rugby league, we have a scrum, which you know what a scrum okay. is because you have scrums in union. So if the ball yeah. goes out, oh, the side, they're delicious. Mm, so there's some major differences, but yeah. We have like only six tackles in rugby league, so you get you, know, you get tackled with the ball, go to the ground, one tackle, two, t- you know, and then uh, you know usually on the fifth tackle you kick the ball as far as you can up the field or but yeah with union as soon as you get tackled it's sort of like everyone piles on and you try to get the ball out some way and you keep going mm-hmm. so yeah that's the basic differences. There's a lot more differences, but. Rugby league was born right. out born out of a union, so rugby union was first, and then they, you know, someone decided to make this other game called rugby league, and the game's evolved over the years, so the rules have changed. But yeah, that's the basic differences, and the point scoring's yeah. different too. Like a field goal in rugby union's worth three, I think. Uh, in rugby league, it's one. Uh, a try is four points, and when you convert the try, it's. Two points, so 
That's the quick and easy answer. Now, on to cricket. So when you bowl the ball... You <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no. No, no, no. No, no, no. As I said, that's why I don't call a voicemail into 40 going 14 about cricket, because I literally could take up the whole show trying to explain cricket to them. So, and we still wouldn't understand it. No. Well, nope. I, I'm pretty sure I can get you to understand more, Joel, than uh, <laughs> Mike. I think Mike's the worst at understanding it. <laughs> <laughs> he reads it out and like, what's a maiden? What the? <laughs> I swear you guys set him up to do that. Well, I guess Pat does that. But... And it's hilarious every time. Oh, it is I for me. It. it is for me. I'm <laughs> like, I'm, my ass off. I'm sitting there listening. I'm going, and I'm I'm at work. Like I'm literally making coffins while I'm listening, and I'm screaming, "You idiots! <laughs> a maiden is over bold with no one scoring runs." What's a dot? What's a, what's a, what is it? The star? Yeah, he was not out. Asterix. Asterix yeah, means Asterix. he never got out. God, this thing. I won't remember this. Where's, where's the hashtag fall into all of this? Oh, there's no hashtags in cricket, but, but and, yeah, you say that now. Oh, oh, the latest one, spin bowling. God, understanding spin bowling. Yeah, he spins the ball. The ball hits the deck and spins. Check out Shane Warne, the greatest spin bowler in the world. Oh, God damn it! See, we're getting to my frustration this week when I was... So wait, when you hit your dick, the ball spins? The dick. The, if, you, if you speak New Zealander, <laughs> that's what it's called. It's called that's, a dick. You have some fancy nuts there, dude. I'll give you a sticky wicket. It's a sticky wicket. <laughs> sticky wicket means that the ball will spin better. A dry wicket's good for fucking fast bowling. Oh, God damn it. We're All I know is that whenever yeah. I try to give my wife the dry wicket, she gets really pissed. Yeah, well... Yeah, last time I tried to get on a plane and they checked my asterisk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, oh, boy. <laughs> I think it's about that time, Joel. Already? Uh, maybe not. I don't oh, know. That's good. Oh, well. It's not that time. No, I... So, actually, doing a quick little callback... Um, the the whole alligator thing and then also the gorilla as well. How have you guys enjoyed all the uh, self-proclaimed internet experts and things like tranquilization and uh, zookeeping and and other such things? Uh, there's experts everywhere. This is the problem. Unless you're there to right? experience what happened and saw what happened. I mean, I've heard right. I've heard your opinions on the gorilla thing, and when I first saw it. it the first footage, it looked like, yeah, it was protecting him. Then you saw more footage to see, like, no, he wasn't. He was dragging Yeah, it. yeah. Um, it goes back to what you talked about in your show, uh, about parenting. Uh, better parents, the kid wouldn't be in there. So, so do we shoot a gorilla just because the parent can't take care of a kid? So what do we put first, a gorilla or a right. kid right. or a human? Uh I'm not going to make my opinion known. Well, it's hard for me to say. I, I'm, I'm sad that the gorilla got shot. But yeah, as you said, uh, human life's more important. Than, uh, maybe. Yeah, it's, one of, those, yeah, it's one of those things that it's a damned if you do and a damned if you don't situation. If they didn't shoot the gorilla and the kid got in, severely injured and or killed, uh, you know, they'd be in all sorts of hot water for it. They shoot the gorilla to take care of the issue 
And well, you could have tranquilized it instead. But if they tranquilize the gorilla and the kid gets like brain damage from all the underwater and whatnot, then they're still going to be in trouble. So there was no, it was a no-win situation. And what bothers me is you get all these assholes on the internet that you know think they know everything there is to know about anything, and they instantly cast judgment without actually having been part of the situation and knowing the entire thing and what happened. Um, and all I can say is is that. God forbid if I was ever in a situation like that, I would really, really hope that, you know, people would just leave me the fuck alone because, I mean, it's it's bad enough, that kind of thing. You know, my kid has gotten away from me before. It, it's, it's, it happens. It's natural. Never to that particular extent, mm-hmm. but um, I just don't know how all these people can be so, uh, you know, up to speed on everything that happened in the situation when they weren't even fucking there. And the other thing is, um, I think that zoo was pretty... Um, uh, Fucked really for the way they had their setup. You shouldn't, you know, your, yeah, zoo, the, your zoo should be set up so that shouldn't happen. Yeah, right. the problem is though is that most zoos, at least in these states, they're they've been, they were designed around one concept to keep the animal in, mm-hmm. not to keep people out. So I mean, it's they, they kind of I think they when they built the whole thing, they're more or less going off the auspice that anybody in their right mind is not going to want to go say hi to a gorilla, <laughs> um, but. A toddler isn't necessarily, they're not going to know the danger. They're just going to see the animal they think is pretty cool and they want to go say hi. You know, it's yeah. it's a completely innocent gesture on their part. Yeah. And the animal doesn't know any better. I mean, it's not like the, you know, girl is intending to hurt the child. It's just doing what it does biologically and by nature. So the whole, the whole thing was just a no-win situation the whole way around. And what bothered me about all of it was just the, you know, the knee-jerk reactions, the judge the parents and everything else. Hmm. Yeah, exactly. And what you want to get on the alligator thing? Uh, yeah. Well, that one that that one is a little more cut and dry for me. I mean, there's signs posted everywhere. Don't go in the fucking water. So guess what? Stay out of the fucking water. But they didn't have a sign That's, saying that alligators were there. I don't care. I know you don't. That's me being facetious. <laughs> I'm sorry. You know it. it how? How many different ways do we need to warn somebody not to go into some water? I mean, how how big does this sign need to be? Hey, you. Yeah, yeah, no, you. No, I'm really, the sign is really for you, the person reading this sign. We want you to stay out of the water. Oh, why, you ask? Because, well, there's nasty things in the water like alligators. And just in case you don't know, alligators will eat you. And that hurts, and that sucks, and you would die. And dying's not fun. So please, stay out of the water. I mean, that's, that's going to be a very expensive fucking sign. Well, it's cost a lot of why money. would you... <laughs> Why would you have something there like that where you're sitting for extended periods of time anyway? I mean, weren't they there watching a movie or something like that? No, they were in, like, if I understand, and now see, this is where I'm trying not to get too, too uppity about the situation itself, except for the fact that I don't think that the sign needs to be so descriptive that it draws it out in a crayon for everybody. Um, as, as I understood, I think they're waiting, the area they're at is where they're waiting in line for a ride, and a lot of people tend to go off and you know, have somebody do a placeholder in their line while they take a dip in the water to cool off and whatnot. Because if you've ever been to Florida, it's hot, it's muggy, it's gross. Um, so I can understand the, the the want to cool off, especially if you're stuck in a line for hours at a time. But if they say no swimming, then there's probably a pretty good fucking reason for why they don't want you swimming. Yeah, We have the same oh, thing here oh. in Australia, up in the Northern Territory. Mm-hmm. There's signs that say, no swimming, crocodiles. Guess what happens? At least one American tourist a year gets eaten by a crocodile. 
Yeah, see, that's, that seems to be the common denominator. Us Americans walk in and just fuck shit up for everybody else. I'm not Bad joking. Literally, the <laughs> signs pretty much probably the same size as what was at uh, Disneyland there. And it says, do not swim in this water. Crocodiles are active in this area. Oh, I'll be fine. I'll just go up to my knees. Yeah, well, guess what? They just, <laughs> so still, the crocodile. Have you not seen Crocodile Dundee? <laughs> right. Yeah, you see Linda what a, Kozlowski, whatever her name was, you know, she goes to fill the water ball up. And then comes Paul Hogan with a knife. That's not a knife. That's a knife. Into the crocodile. <laughs> well, all I know is that in the bear situation, the only person, or the only thing I ever had to say about it was that the bear was just being a bear and everybody else can take some of the blame. Bear. As far as I was concerned. It was a gorilla, sorry. <laughs> what was I was going to say, is there one that I missed? <laughs> I got confused. There was a bear and a, and a gorilla and a crocodile and gasoline and a hot dog in a pocket, and I just got all out of sorts. And they, and they all walked into a bar. And... <laughs> And there was a priest in there and a tiny yeah. pianist. And he said, why, long face. That's a good joke. Uh, yeah, there's all sorts of ways they can go. A man walks into the oh, bar boy. and goes, ouch. <laughs> yeah, I love a good dad joke. I've been getting Ezra those all the time lately, and he fucking hates me for it. So the yeah. last one I got him with is I asked him, how do you find Will Smith in the snow? And he's like, I don't know, uh, Dad, look for the fresh prince. Yeah, you look for the fresh prince, and he just about fell over. He's like, God damn it. He's just like, damn it, Dad. <laughs> so, uh, you want to hear something? Well, speaking of, there you go. There's a, a good segue. Um, speaking of the fresh prince, I was watching Independence Day today with Isaiah. And at the end of the movie, I, you know, I hit stop to eject it from the Blu-ray player. And... You know, on the the home screen, it has a you know the, whatever DVD or Blu-rays in the the player it says the name of it, and then it usually says one of the stars or two of the, whoever the main characters are, and it says Independence Day, and it has the cover on it, and then it says Will Smith, and in parentheses in between Will and Smith, it says the Fresh Prince, and I was like, Are you serious? <laughs> Is that necessary on the DVD? But it made me laugh, Obviously and I wish I would have taken a picture. Right. Who was that guy that was playing the one guy that said, Welcome to Earth? Who was that? Oh, it was a Fresh Prince. His name is Will Smith? Like, nobody knew that. <laughs> so, uh, so this one you'd actually appreciate, Joel, because I got Ezra with this one as well, too. It's, why can't you hear a, a pterodactyl using the bathroom? Because the pee is silent. Exactly. Just like you're gay. I'm a dad. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Well, did you hear about the kidnapping at school? Uh, I've heard this one, but I don't remember the punchline. It's okay. He woke up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's funny because it might be true. Yeah, exactly. Kill us another like, one of my favorite. It, it should have been that time. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> no, another one of my favorites is uh, what, what, the, the, what's the best thing about elevator jokes? They always go down. No, they work on so many levels. <laughs> I got a groan. Perfect. I, my work here is done. <laughs> da, 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 da. Don't wait to tip your waitress. <laughs> wow. So I'm willing to bet he's he's gonna call it that time now. I think it is that time. 
It is that time, Kelly. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Just so we have more Justin. Here's some more Justin. <laughs> Wait, what's that you say? What time is it? Is it really that time again? That's right. Hide your dingoes and watch out for drop bears. It is time for R is for random. Angry. Angry didgeridoo. Very angry. Mm-hmm. Where did you find such an angry didgeridoo, Justin? By the way, oh, there was uh, it was on YouTube. The guy playing it looked pretty, uh, pretty angry too. He was a big, burly Aborigine-looking dude. I mean, he was not looking; he was Aborigine. That was a stupid thing to say, but uh, he was a big, burly Aborigine dude. So, <clears throat> Aboriginal, wow. not Aborigine, Aboriginal. Hey, get my culture oh, right. Hey, give disrespect right. to no. my culture. Yeah. I'm not, no, not at all. I am just a dumb American, but I'm not trying to, <laughs> I mean, no disrespect, sir. Okay. The alligator ate my baby. After it go. ate the dingo. So wait, now, what, what, no, so we have the turducken, right? Yeah. Uh, like, those two, it's, the, it's the turkey, the chicken, and the duck. So if a, a dingo ate a baby, then it was eaten by an alligator, what would that be called? Tasty. <laughs> uh, sorry now you're going to have me pondering that <laughs> well, when you figure it out make sure you post it to Facebook please yeah um, alright so thank you lovely Mabelina for your questions uh, this week first question were you good at taking tests at school yeah yeah when I was younger as I got older I got worse at them but now, did you have standardized testing at all, or was this just like end of the chapter test or whatever? No, we'd have half year tests and um, end of year tests, and uh, we have like well, you get to year ten and you have your school certificate test. Test, yeah. So I'm not so good at Apparently tests. You failed that one. <laughs> tests, and that's all I got to. And I've explained before: you go on to year eleven, year twelve, and you do a high school certificate, but. I, I think that's done. what they call them in public school, tasks. Tasks. But yeah, you know, we you'd have mid mid year tests and um end of year tests. So I was pretty good. So you guys didn't have like Sydney standardized testing or no, well, the state or whatever. Well it's changed these days. Um they have um certain tests they do in schools now and it's to work out where the funding's gonna go in schools. I forget what they're called, but yeah, but we'd had a mid-year test. It's all bullshit. That's yeah, all bullshit. bullshit. They, oh my god, like the, the amount of testing my kid has to go through at the end of the year is insane. And, and yeah, I don't need. Uh... <laughs> no, yeah. It's a joke. Well, you know, if it, sorry, go ahead. I said it's a joke because you put the kid under pressure in a test, and they probably don't answer the questions right because they feel under pressure. So. Well, you've got a couple different scenarios for it. You know, basically, there are those kids out there that suck at taking tests, mm-hmm. but they're very, very intelligent. Like, they're extremely bright. They're, there's nothing intellectually wrong with them, except for the fact that they just they either pull under pressure or whatever the reason is, they don't 
they don't do well taking tests. Then you have the other people who could look, read a book, memorize it, they can they can verbatim take the test, pass it with flying colors, but they suck at real life. Yeah, like actually applying the knowledge, they can't do anything with it. So it's it's still useless in that respect because yeah. yes, they can take a test and yes, they can answer all these facts and yada 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 for you, but where is that actually benefiting them in life? Yeah. Um, can they and, drive a manual so car? It, can they uh, yeah. ride a right. bike? Yeah. You know, in the yeah, industry no. that I work yeah. <laughs> in the industry that I work in, um, and with, uh, with IET and whatnot, we've got a lot of different tests you can take. And really, um, it's six one and half a dozen of the other as to whether or not the person that took the test and has the certification is actually qualified to do the job that the test says they're qualified for. Um, because anybody fairly easily, if they've got good memorization skills, can read a book, memorize it, and pass these uh, certification tests. But when it comes to real-world examples and actually um, trying to put these examples into play and actually make these things work in real life, it, it doesn't work mm. like that. I mean, I remember going through college and taking some of my um, my specialized courses for computer repair and whatnot, and I, I had one textbook where the text, the, the information in the chapter we were going through was actually dead wrong. And I talk to the teacher about it. I said, hey, I, you're trying to teach this in class, but I'm telling you, you're going to screw all these kids up if you do. He's like, what are you talking about? Mate? This is not how it works. And he's like, well, yeah, it is. Like, no, no, I understand the book says this is how it works. But I actually, you know, because I started working at a computer store at like 15. Um, I'm like, I, I work on these things on a daily basis, and I'm willing to bet you go through right now, stop what you're doing, and try to go through this procedure, this procedure they're walking you through. It doesn't work that way. And he steps through it, and he got to the step I pointed out to him. He tries it. He's like, oh, shit, it doesn't work. I'm like, I know, the text is wrong. So, yes, I could read that text. I could take the test, and I could pass the test, but I still couldn't do the job properly because it's fucking wrong. So um, it seems like they're trying to remove all common sense thinking from these kids and just make them autonomous robots that can you know, churn out whatever factual information they decide to cram down their throat. Um, and that's that's a sad thing because being able to have critical thinking and, and the common sense applications and whatnot is a very useful skill um, that unfortunately a lot less people have. Yeah, well, well gorilla experts. <laughs> but I know that personally because my brother, the brother, doesn't speak to me anymore. He was shit at school. He just never got anywhere, and it, it put him down. But seriously, he just knows. He's just so good at what he, what he knows. Like, he used to fix my cars for me and, and stuff like that. So he practical learning, he's great at, uh, you know, institutional learning, no. You can't put him in a class and try to teach him. He learns by, you know, he can't pass a test because it, it, you know. So I've dealt with that, you know, growing up with that brother that doesn't speak to me anymore. But, yeah, so, yeah, you can, you know, it's Schooling's good for certain people, but yeah. So, anyway. Oh. I've gone off on them. Anyway, moving on. What about you, Justin? Well, to answer the question, yes, I can take a test. I'm really good at taking the test. I can memorize book, textbooks, et cetera, et cetera. I kind of have the best of both worlds. I guess is the only way to say that is that um, I, I have the capability of doing the institutionalized learning and doing all the test work. When I, I find it boring and shit but I can still muddle my, you know, struggle through it and, and do okay. But I much prefer the hands-on doing it, you know, for in real life and actually seeing it in a practical application. Yeah, that's the way I am. I'm practical. I bet you that's the way you teach your kids too. 
Yeah, I, I really do give them hands-on experience with stuff. And, you know, but basically the way I've always put it to them is failure is okay. It means you're trying. Yeah, and how do you learn? By failure. Right. I made exactly. the mistake this way. All right, I won't make that mistake again. I'll do it this way next time. Except for bikes. Um, and manual cars. Well, and <laughs> and cricket. Um, and harbor bridges. Well, when I... Shut up. When I was in school, uh, I never understood the essay questions. So tests were okay, but when it got to the essay question, there would be a problem because I could never get it through my head what the point was in expanding on an answer that could be answered in one sentence or less. So they'd ask this really in-depth like essay question, and I would be like, write out one, one answer. Just real quick and easy. And they'd be like, you need to answer the question. I'm like, I did. That's the answer you wanted. And I'm like, no, you need to expand on it. So I never did very good because of that. But when I got to uh, MA school, um, I was 4.0, top of my class, sailed through, passed every test with 100%. And it was basically what you guys are talking about, setting the book, memorizing it, learning it, and spitting it back out. So, yeah, there's a problem with the system, but it is what it is. And... Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's funny you bring up the essay question type thing because Ezra has a similar problem, but it's, it's, in, it's in reverse. Um, <laughs> a lot of times in math, they'll give you one of those questions where they give you like four paragraphs worth of information. And if you, if you boil it down to what you actually need to solve the problem, it's like three sentences at most. Um, and he always got lost in, like he would, he would start like, you get in these, like, you know, deep philosophical, like, well, shit, if the train is leaving Albuquerque, why don't it leave Albuquerque? Like, that doesn't matter. It's going 45 miles an hour. It doesn't matter where it left from. You just need to know it's doing this speed. And he's like, but why did it leave Albuquerque? I'm like, no, no, forget where it's leaving from. That's not, that's completely inconsequential bullshit to the question. You need to know the speed and the distance it's traveling. And then you look at the other train, it doesn't matter that it's leaving, like, you know, uh, Arizona or whatever, you know, you, you just need to know how fast it's going and the distance it traveled because those are the numeric values you need to plug into the equation. All the rest of that is, is BS. And it took me probably two years to get him past that that my, mental block of, well, but why did the train leave? Why is it driving? I'm like, don't worry about any of that. That doesn't matter. And what's the name? What of matters the, are the numbers. And what's the name of the train driver? Right? Oh, he, yeah, he was trying to get like, that, that deep with it. And why is Mark buying 37 apples? <laughs> and why? why? Is it, why does it cost $9 for a hot dog on the train? <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. So once we got him to the point where he could ignore all the extra information, um, he got he did just find all those kinds of answers. But then, of course, if they asked him to like really, in that same amount of depth, explain his work, he couldn't do it. He's like, no, here's the equation. Here's the answer. Here's how it works. Boom. Which really should be all the explanation they need, but yeah, it's it's BS. Yeah, I'm I'm glad I'm past that. But anyway, second question. Wow, that got off into a much deeper place than I was expecting. Which is the lovely. That's what she segment. said. Ah, thank you, Michael Scott. If you could bring back one canceled TV show, what would it be? Well, I would say X Files, but they brought it back anyway. So you can't say uh, it. All right, Alf. What? Bring back... Oh, no. Alf. They can't, because the guy that played Alf died just recently. Is that why you said that? 
I don't know. Or do you really want to bring back Alf? Yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing Alf again. I like, or no, the dinosaurs. You know, the puppet. You know, what was it? Oh, they were guys? awesome. Not the mama. Not the mama. <laughs> again. <laughs> That's my uh, baby dinosaur impression. I was going to do my elf impression, too. Ha! There you go. What about you, Justin? You know, I... <laughs> I don't... <laughs> no, I've, I've got, like, multiple answers to that. Not because they're necessarily good shows or anything like that, but they got canceled before they were able to, like, wrap up what was going on. Um, most of them were shows that were on Fox because Fox is famous for putting something on, getting people hooked into it, and then I say, nah, fuck you, it's too expensive or whatever. Um, but I'll, the one example that comes to mind right now um, is the Terminator, the Sarah Connor Chronicles. It was on okay. for like two seasons. It was a great show. Um, it was actually, as far as the Terminator stuff goes, compared to some of the shitty-ass movies they put out, um, really, it was a really, well, you know, it was, I, it was a show that I thoroughly enjoyed. And at the end of season two, they left it at a big cliffhanger where John Connor, as a teenager, accidentally gets transported right smack dab into the middle of the fucking war in the future, and they just kind of like pull a, a Sopranos thing and fade to black and cut it off, and, you know, to be continued kind of a thing, and then Fox canceled the show and stopped it, and the whole reason they canceled it was because it was too expensive to make. Which I thought was the most bullshit, ridiculous answer ever, because it's like, who signed off on a Terminator series and didn't realize the amount of special effects and whatnot was going to cost you a metric fuck ton of money. Yeah, um, right. And that's the excuse you're going to you know use for canceling the goddamn show. You guys are a bunch of fucking morons. So I, I would like I'd love to see that one come back to see where they would have taken it. Uh, they did something similar with one called Drive that had Nathan Fillion in it. Um, that was a good show. They canceled it after like eight episodes and just kind of left you hanging. Um, and then there was one more. I think it was called Reunion. Around the same time as Drive, they got canceled that I was into, and they just kind of dumped on it as well, too. So, uh, But one of those three would be my answer. I think that's why I don't get into new shows anymore, because I wait until they're tested before, because right. I've been burned. I've got two examples. Uh, there was a show on with Peter Facinelli, Bill Bellamy, and Tiffany Amber Thiessen called Fastlane. It was on uh, in the early 2000s. It ran for, I think, one season, maybe. I don't think it got to a second one, but... It was about two undercover cops that uh, had like this specialized unit and had these muscle cars. And I don't know. It was just a, a stupid, fun show. But it, the chemistry between everybody it was just kind of a good time. Um, mm -hmm. But the one that's most notorious for me is uh, Witchblade, which was an early, early incarnation of a, a comic book show that uh, if you ever read the, the comic that I think it's uh, Top Cow Comics about mm -hmm. Sarah Pacini, who's a... Uh, detective who's got a, a magical gauntlet that has a, a blade and in the comic it's really like over sexualized but on the tv show it was you know played down but for whatever reason it hit a chord with me it ran two seasons first season was great second season got really weird and then it got canceled it was on tnt i believe and uh i own the whole season on dvd and i love it but nancy butler she went and had a really serious alcohol problem. Yeah. So, Witchblade would be my primary answer. So, did they, did they like their French fried taters in that show? Oh, you said Witchblade, not Switchblade. Sorry. <laughs> Sling Blade. Oh, I fucked French that up, didn't I? <laughs> mm. 
Oh, you know, it's, it's nothing worse than trying to make a joke and then completely fucking it up. I'm sorry. Ah, oh, shit. You did that one very good there. Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm, I didn't. No. Some no. folks call it a Kaiser blade. <laughs> I call it a thing blade. I cannot even no, believe that. Okay. Well, that I'm shows you where my brain's at with all this moving, so. Yeah, can't blame you. <laughs> but anyway, thank you, lovely Maybellina, for your questions. That is ours for random. And yes, thank you. Brings us to the end of the show. Now, this is where we do the promo part. Do you want to talk about it, Justin? Since it's your network, you started. Sure, I can. I can go ahead and promote it. Um, uh, well, of course, the Coffin Joe Cast. They are a member of the podcast collective, as am I, with my show called the Bad Parenting Podcast. Um, and the collective really is just a group of uh, podcasters and their shows. Um, just sharing content, sharing the audience base and whatnot, and sharing the love for the medium. Um, we've we've rapidly expanded. I think we've got like 11 shows now, maybe 12. Um, and we actually soon will have one more coming onto the network that I've already got confirmed. I just got to get it set up. And it's going to make the boys at 40 going on 14 very happy because it's going to be a sports show. So it's going to be kind of a, <laughs> yeah, like a reincarnation of the old uh, show that you guys used to always rag on. Um, uh, field so Sports Lounge. Uh, yeah, that one. <laughs> I, thought, I thought it was the cricket podcast. Um, <laughs> Eleven shows. Yes, you're correct. Yes, I just yes, counted. So, uh, I have them in front of me, but I'm putting Justin on the spot. Like yeah, he, no. Uh, so like he, he does with go Jody. So yeah, we've got we got the Bad Parenting Podcast, the Coffin Joe Cast. Obviously, we're here. Uh, we've got On the Block with Scott and Izzy. It's a um, actually it's a retired show, but I'd still keep it in the network because it is a good show. Um, then we've got forty going on fourteen. The Sunshine Happy Pants Hour, Mention Box Cast, The Internet with Scott the Pool Boy. Uh, we have got, I'm missing something already. Damn, 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 damn. I know I'm missing a few more. I am no. Salt Lake. Um, oh, uh, no. I am Salt Lake. No. Dating Baggage, which was just recently retired, but they're still on for now because it's also a good show. Um, and then we have, uh, I had it and just lost it again. Damn it. Uh, Izzy Raka, Tales from the Hard Side. And there is one more that I am missing. No hope for humanity. No hope for humanity. That's the one. That's the one. So I, yeah, it's not pretty bad for off the cuff from memory. Well, you no notes. You make Jody do this, and she hasn't got it. Mm-hmm, in front I of do. <laughs> so that's why I put you on the spot right now. See if you could do it. Yeah, so <laughs> I'm in the hot seat this time. Mm-hmm. Well, you can tell Jody that I put you in the hot seat this time. <laughs> I'll make sure she knows. She'll be happy about it. <laughs> All right, so that's our podcast uh, collective uh, network. Make sure you check it out. Check out the other shows. They're all good shows. Most right. definitely. Oi. Yeah. So, as Justin said, it's, it's, it's a community. We, we're all a bunch of uh, fans of podcasts, fans of doing podcasts, and um, we love each other, don't we, boys? It's just Aww. a big group hug right now. Hug. All right. <laughs> We especially love your low-hanging fruit. Yeah, well, you've seen it. <laughs> yep. Uh-huh. Burned <laughs> yeah, there's no, uh, there's, there's no getting that out of your, your head. Oh, well. There we go. Don't dare me to do things. All right. Thanks for joining us, Justin. Great to have you on again, oh, mate. Oh, my pleasure, guys. Thank you for having me on. I always love coming yeah, on, chatting yeah, with you guys. It's great to fun. catch up. All right, Joel. Who have we got for next week? Well, if the suns and the moons line up as they're intended, Nikki from Georgia will be back. Oh, excellent. Hopefully she hasn't broken a leg or anything. Yay. Oh, bad. No, she has not. Oh, well. Fair enough. Right, I know Damn bro- it. <laughs> now you jinxed it. 
No, well, I could have fallen downstairs last night. Bloody stairs at these stadiums. Shit. It was close. Dropping your chips. Yeah, well, yeah, I was walking downstairs when I dropped the chips. Anyway, yeah, I survived the stairs. All right, we're going to leave you with some Greenspoon. Live version of More Than You Are. So, that's the song for tonight. All right. I've just been joined in the studio by Donna. Hello, Donna. Hello. Yeah. Hurry up. Hello. Hur- hur- I've got to hurry up. I've got things to do. <laughs> Well, you better do that so you don't piss off misses any more than you already have. Yeah, oh, that's right. Well, I've, I've got a headphone splitter now, and I've got, I'm going to set up the second mic. So, she's you yeah, she's prepped for if uh, we have a um, someone that pulls out at the last minute. Donna said she's going to be the third co-host one week. If we... <gasps> nice, that'd be awesome. Yeah, I want to get her on and get on her. Hey. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. No worries. All right, guys. Thanks. We'll speak to you next Thank week. You. Yeah. Catch us later. Good night. Bye. Bye. This is from our first record. You neurotic guys a child. Did they come around to watch your style? Did you have plans to be a star? You have plans to become more than you are Never lapse in your dreams Maybe being there was far too obscene
congratulations to those of you who bought our first record here on our side. Dirty, dirty boy. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.